Welcome to the TPS 5 for the week of August 10th through August 14th. TPS 5 is a weekly recap of the latest in marketing, communications, and healthcare news as curated by the expert hosts of the Touchpoint Media Network. To learn more about Touchpoint Media, visit us online at touchpoint.health. Our lead story this week is from statnews.com and is entitled, A Huge Experiment, How the World Made So Much Progress on a COVID-19 Vaccine So Fast. Never before have prospective vaccines for a pathogen entered final stage clinical trials as rapidly as candidates for COVID-19. Prior to the coronavirus, vaccine development would typically take years, if not decades, to be found and used on populations. The current fastest developed vaccine is the mumps vaccine, which holds a record of four years. So what allowed us to move so fast to develop coronavirus vaccines? In part, it's because the virus itself is of the coronavirus family and is similar to others that had previously leapt from animals to people. This means scientists were able to quickly adjust existing vaccine projects in the works for those other coronaviruses and be used to apply to COVID-19. Many of the scientists pursuing vaccines for SARS-CoV-2 have previously worked on vaccines for the original SARS virus, which caused a 2003 outbreak that killed some 800 people, and MERS, which caused 2,500 cases since it started spreading in 2012. These earlier projects have pointed to a component of the coronavirus called the spike protein as a ripe target for a vaccine. This gave scientists a head start for developing a COVID-19 vaccine. Work on SARS also identified stumbling blocks in designing coronavirus vaccines that COVID-19 immunizations have so far avoided. In addition, COVID-19 is an acute and not a chronic infection, which means there's a vanquishing immune response that a vaccine can aim to induce in order to protect people. And that's not true for HIV, a virus for which there is no vaccine despite decades of research. HIV causes a chronic infection and integrates itself into people's genomes, and there's no natural immune response that eliminates the virus. HIV also mutates much faster than coronaviruses do, meaning it's more difficult to rally a lasting defense. Barney Graham, a deputy director of the National Institute of Health's Vaccine Research Center, said, To me, this is a wake-up call that we need to have a more systematic universal approach to developing vaccines and other countermeasures for viruses' families ahead of time. Since vaccines train the immune system to recognize a pathogen it hasn't yet encountered so that it can halt the virus in its tracks should it try to evade a second time, much like the flu shot, scientists believe a COVID-19 vaccine will follow the same approach, providing a first exposure without making people sick. Researchers are also working on new ways to provide vaccines on adaptable platforms engineered to easily pivot from pathogen to pathogen. These cutting-edge approaches require scientists only to know the virus's genetic sequence so that they can string together the right pieces of code to synthesize vaccines. Because of this, less than 10 weeks after scientists published the SARS-CoV-2 sequence, a team for the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and the biotech company Moderna had a candidate ready for phase one trial. Innovations in basic genetic, immunology, and structural biology have also fueled the pace at which COVID-19 vaccines are moving. One way scientists have discovered so much about the spike protein, for example, is by applying methods honed over years of research on the proteins of HIV. But getting a vaccine approved is not just a scientific journey, it's also about financial investment. Normally, companies want to see candidates successfully pass through each sequence in the development process before sinking funding into the next phase. But for the current pandemic, Kasar Talat, a Johns Hopkins infectious disease physician and vaccine researcher, put it this way, Money is kind of no object. 
we don't have time to wait. Funding agencies, including governments and foundations like the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations, are throwing millions, and in some cases billions, in the hunt for vaccines. This money isn't just to cover research and trials, it's also focused on manufacturing, even though the vaccines might not prove to be effective. It's a strategy they call at-risk manufacturing. Public health experts say it's necessary to ensure that the authorized vaccine can be rolled out to as many people as quickly as possible. Governments have also recognized the need to move this fast, while also understanding that not all vaccines will work. This level of risk is worth it to solve this global pandemic. There's also a fair share of regulatory nimbleness helping to speed clinical trials and vaccine evaluations. Learning how to be more agile began during the Ebola crisis, where regulators were able to greenlight vaccine trials and become proactive when communicating with companies about the efficacy thresholds that these vaccines needed to meet. These same learnings are being applied today. The FDA, for example, has indicated that vaccines need to prevent infections or reduce the severity of COVID-19 in 50% of recipients to be approved. Traditional clinical trials also typically follow three large phases to establish safety and efficacy. With the COVID-19 pandemic, some of these trials have been collapsed. Some people have questioned about how fast-moving processes can ensure safety. An AP poll in May found that Black and Latinx Americans who have been disproportionately harmed by the pandemic and have a history of mistreatment by the medical field are more skeptical than COVID-19 vaccines than white Americans. There's also concern that the current administration might greenlight vaccine approval based on a political need, not a scientific one. But NIH Director Francis Collins indicates speed will not impact safety. Nothing is being done here to compromise the safety of COVID-19 vaccine trials, he said, nor will we compromise on the ultimate conclusion about whether the vaccine is effective or not. Some vaccine candidates could very well fail. That's a normal part of the scientific pursuit. Also, it's not clear yet what a vaccine working will look like. A COVID-19 vaccine might very well be like the flu vaccine, only preventing infections in some people, but still leaving other people highly contagious. There's not going to be a magic bullet that's going to stop the pandemic in its tracks, and people need to be prepared for that possibility, said Columbia University virologist Angela Rasmussen. I really hate the term vaccine race because it implies that there's going to be a medal ceremony and the pandemic is over. You can read more about this in our show notes. And now, other stories from this week. Kaiser Health News published a story entitled Primary Care Doctors Look at Payment Overhaul After Pandemic Disruption, which outlines the devastating impact the current pandemic has had on smaller, independently owned physician clinics, and how there's a growing need to reevaluate and re-engineer primary care payments in a post-COVID world. An interesting story on the drum called You Got Two Seconds to Engage Consumers Online shares how work by a Mars Candy neuroscientist revealed that consumers' attention spans are becoming shorter in this digital-heavy landscape, and some ways marketers need to respond. Gerard just released a digital maturity study. This interactive survey allows health systems marketers to evaluate where their organizations are with their digital tools and digital thinking. Be sure to find the link in the show notes to participate in this study. And lastly, we're excited to announce the newest podcast in the Touchpoint Media Network, Healthcare Insight for Marketers. This podcast is hosted by Eric Silberman and Jane Crosby from True North Custom, and it shares insights from strategists and interviews with top hospital marketers about proven tactics and practical tips that inspire healthcare marketing initiatives. Be sure to subscribe today. 
And that's it for this week's TPS5. If you like the latest in healthcare news and an email delivered weekly to your inbox, be sure to subscribe to the TPS Report, which you can sign up for at the Touchpoint Media website at touchpoint.health. We'll see you all next week.